0: All right everybody, how the hell y'all doing out there in podcast land? Y'all hitting some of them drums. Got a fun guest today and James Mayev of sludgy stoner punk trio, now quartet technically, uh, Black Tusk from Savannah, Georgia. I was able to catch up with James uh, out on their tour with both Whores, fellow Georgians. is that is that George people from Georgia, Georgians, And with White Nails as well. And we got to talk about all kinds of good stuff, like to-go cups and public drinking and blacking out before shows and trying to maintain some semblance of sanity while on the road. Be on the lookout for the new Black Tusk record, which I like to call Taking Care of Black Tusk. Out everywhere you can find music as of August 17th, 2018. So it's just been a week. It's hot off the presses. Black Tusk also has about a week left on this tour with Whores and White Nails, and they'll be picking up back up on October 31st, down in New Orleans actually, for the Metal Alliance tour, and and they will be on that tour for the month of November. So be on the lookout for them. Shout out to my sponsor, New Orleans Record Press. If you, your band, or whatever project you're looking for is thinking about putting out vinyl, going over to NewOrleansRegardPress.com for color, design, and mastering options, as well as real-time quotes, give them a holler. And tell them Jody Smith and the Crash Bang Boom podcast sent you. You know vinyl sounds killer. It just sounds better. You know it does. So print that shit. So without further ado, here we go, y'all. James May, Black Tusk, Crash Bang Boom. go mad with joy. Yep. James May of Black Tusk, what's happening, dude? How you making out?
1: I'm good, man. About uh, three weeks into the tour, got uh, about a week left, and then be home a few months, and then uh, off to the Metal Alliance tour.
0: Nice. What's, uh, what's up with the Metal Alliance tour? Oh Well, before we even go there, I yeah. guess this tour that we're talking about now, y'all are out here with uh, Whores. We're sitting here in Brooklyn right now. On, uh, and I actually don't know what waterway this is, but I think it's <laughs> fairly toxic. I don't know if you'd want to go swimming in it. Sounds
1: like the Savannah River. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: But uh, we're here in Brooklyn. Uh, y'all playing with Whores and White Nails, is it? Yep. Nice. Yep. And the, the, this run thus far has been pretty good?
1: Yeah, yeah. No complaints. It's been good turnouts, uh, energetic crowds. No complaints on that. Yeah. Right on. Yep.
0: Congrats on the new record, by the way. I just, can you. I, can I just call it Taking Care of Black Tusk?
1: Yep. Yeah,
0: that's it. Take yeah. take care of Black every day.
1: <laughs> Our bass player can't even get it right. He's T B C T. I laugh at it every time he tries to do it. Dyslexia can be tough on yeah, people. You yeah. know what I'm saying?
0: Uh, but this run's been going pretty good. Uh, I'm looking forward to checking y'all out tonight. Obviously, a uh, couple of new things. Like I said, uh, new record just ca- just came out. What about a week, week and a half ago now? Yeah, yeah. You added a guitarist since recording it for your live. We
1: did. We did. Chris Scary Adams.
0: Is he is he scary or is it one of those like calling a fat guy slim? Like it's an ironic. I, I guess
1: so. He's not very scary, <laughs> you know. When I when I met him, I didn't expect to meet him when okay. I met this guy named Scary. I actually met him through John Baisley. Oh really? They knew he knew him from way back, you know. Um and uh John Baisley of Baroness. Yep. Yes. He from when they were in Savannah, you oh, know, Okay. Uh, we were we would pal around all the time. Yeah, nice. Yeah,
0: and uh, John Kirk wrong, has done a few of your uh, album covers, correct?
1: Yes. Um, he at this point I think they said, but at some point he said I've done more album covers for you guys than I have for my own band. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Y'all probably put them out a little bit quicker than I think Baroness. Might. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about this other tour that you were saying you're all going to. It's going to be Metal Alliance.
1: Metal Alliance. Um. Goat Whore is doing the headlining, okay. and it'll be casualties, direct support, and we're right before the casualties. And then there's a, I've four other bands that are on the package, I think. Okay. Uh, it's going to be a good one.
0: How long uh, are you all going to be on that run? Uh,
1: about five, five and a half weeks.
0: Wow, yeah. okay. Well, in the interim, man, in between doing all these runs, what do you, what do, you do with yourself when you get back to Savannah? Uh, I go to the local watering hole and work Yeah, you
1: know, <laughs> over at a place called The Jinx. And if your band that's played in Savannah, you know The Jinx. And okay. And you probably know me. Okay. Being, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right on. So you've been able to sustain yourself when not on tour?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, You know, things get stagnant after a while. This was the longest break. I mean, we played shows and we would go do like some festival fly-ins or whatever, but we didn't tour for... You know, because of obvious with the Athon things and getting the new band together, we didn't yeah. tour for like a year and a half, which is insane for us to right. sit at home that long. But I've been road dogging it. Yeah, we were like, there's really no point until we have a new album. So some people, because we toured so much. A lot of people didn't even know if this was a band anymore. Right. You know, just so maybe assumed y'all had called it quits. That was why the TCBT thing was gotcha. like, we're just calling it that, you know, because yeah. that's what we had to take care of us, you know, <laughs> take care of our shit, you right. know, like, you know, get <laughs> us back together. Yeah. So. yeah.
0: Well, uh, in addition to, I guess, adding uh, adding this new guitarist, and like I said, you got the new record out, I really like the story about how this band started in in the the first place. Can you run that by me again? Because I think it's a pretty funny story.
1: Yeah, um, we were all living, uh, Andrew and Athan lived with about six other people in this two story house up the street, and I lived with a couple of roommates down the street, and literally within like three days their old band broke up and my old band had broke up <laughs> so we basically just took the surviving members I remember they knocked on my door and uh, came to the door and they were like hey man uh, you want to start a band you know it's <laughs> like uh, yeah and it's like let's like really do it though like if we're going to do this let's let's be serious about it you know like, yeah. like no bullshit let's really do a band and then uh, it's like well Let's just do it with three members too. Less members, yeah. less problems. Yeah. You know, like I'm, I'm into it. Yeah, we were like, so we just went for it. Um, like 2005, got three songs together. There was, I think, there was about six, but the other three didn't make it. Right. Either. Yeah, and three uh, made the cut. Yeah, and uh, when kingdoms fall, the first demo EP, whatever thing, came out. I think three months later, we were already recording something. You wow. Because we were really at that point just gonna prove we're gonna do it. like we're actually gonna do it we're gonna tour we're gonna you know so right that's it. that's how the band and you know andrew and athan and i had known each other for a long time before then you right. know? but uh that was pretty much the story of how it went they said they wanted to snatch me up for somebody else did you know right so, yeah so <laughs> <laughs> and it worked yeah yeah
0: that's amazing well, well like growing up and I, you, you were you were you grew up in savannah as well
1: I, i'm the only one that is officially from Savannah. Okay, like uh, I mean, Andrew moved there when he was eight. Right. You know, and
0: Athon too. Right. Aethon
1: was from Savannah as well. Okay. But in the band now, I am the only one that is officially from there.
0: Okay. Yeah. I was telling you, man, earlier. I dig your town, man. I got accustomed to drinking in public and walking around the streets drinking and around oak trees and shit. So being from, you know, having the New Orleans vibe, it messes so. me up on tour, man. Because <laughs> yeah, I, I try to walk out with
1: a drink and then snatch you up and other. Like, from where I'm from, this isn't that big of a deal. It's not. Yeah. It's
0: not, yeah. and it's hard to tell people that. But uh, I guess I, I, I've and I've literally lip, whipped my license out before when I still had a New Orleans license, just to be like, dude, I'm just accustomed to walking out of bars with drinks in yeah. my hands, man. You know, like
1: <laughs> you heard how we do it. You know?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so
1: um, yeah, and I mean, I've being at work bartending, I've tried to give people to go like drinks before, and they're like, "Are you? Is this a joke? You're trying to get me arrested?" You know, right? Okay, well, don't take it then. <laughs> what do whatever you want. <laughs> do whatever do. you want. Yeah, man. Right. Nice. That's what the plastic cups are for. Exactly. You do whatever you want with them. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Well, man, growing up, uh, I guess. When did you first start getting into like heavier music and, and, in particular, drumming? Was it all around the same time, or what did you grow up listening to? Um, I was
1: like one of those kids that was fortunate enough to have like a. Uh, Like, my babysitter had a metalhead boyfriend, you know what I mean? (laughs) So by, like, no shit, first, second grade, I was, you know, listening to Guns N' Roses, Motley Crue. You know, like, I so really young, and uh, I was, as far as drumming, I played buckets in my front yard. Yeah. Till my mom finally got me a drum set. It was just a little, tiny, little Adam drum set. You know, I destroyed it within, like, a week. Right. Know? And then I got a couple of used sets and then finally got my, you know, first real drum set. But, you know, yeah. basically with, you know, with my mom, she was, I had to prove that, you know, I'm not just buying yeah. you a drum set and you get over it in a right. week. Right, yeah. because you're
0: like, going to be the one making all the fucking noise in the house exactly. as well. Exactly.
1: And when I got older, I was like, man... I don't know how you put up with that shit. Me neither. Right? Me learning Me neither. how to play drums. It's the worst thing yeah, it's ever. Got, yeah. Any other instrument, you can just turn it down. Right. You know, and yeah. people think like, oh, if I hit them harder, I'm better. So I'm sure I was fucking horrible at first, and she had to just put up with it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: it is amazing. I think the same thing, and it's a common occurrence and common theme in talking to drummers, because inevitably, because you have the biggest instrument and the hardest transport, not only do you end up having the drum set generally in the house, but then all of your friends are coming over to jam there as Oh, yeah, they all want to. So then not only did they have to hear you sucking on the drums, and they had to hear your shitty bands (laughs) as well. Man, that, that scene in Step
1: Brothers where he's like, don't touch my drum. Man, I know where you're coming from. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like my friends would all come over and I'd just be like, don't touch. Okay, don't hit them that hard. N- right. N- you, know, like, you know? Yeah. Symbols cost a lot. You know? Like, I know. This is before endorsements and yeah. all. You know, you're just like a kid like trying to just have this nice drum set that you see, you know, because MTV was around when I was a kid. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right, exactly. That's how when I it actually played music videos yeah, as well. Exactly. You know, like yeah it was music videos music tv yeah. and we lived it right you know, yeah headbangers ball oh my god yes man i
0: used to i i, I, that I never was the had bible
1: back then <laughs> it yeah. really
0: was because that's if you if the bands weren't coming through necessarily like that's that was kind of your portal into figuring out and hearing those bands yep. you know so and i would wait i would get to like uh, get friends to vhs tape it and whatever so uh-huh, i'd go yeah. over to their house because i didn't have cable so then i'd be like all right tape it then we can watch it and then i could get there and just watch all yep. these videos saturday
1: and night and, and, and uh, midnight That's, a, that's yeah. what I was doing When I was a
0: kid yo. <laughs> That's all. 12 to
1: 2 Was important in my life You know Yeah Yeah,
0: yeah. What was uh, wh- Is there any particular uh, Album you look back on That you still feel uh, Influences you Still to this day
1: Man The first cassette That I would say like I remember the same like my babysitter. She, uh, I remember she let me borrow Appetite for Destruction, and I just oh, listened man. to it over and over yeah. and over. And then that uh, record
0: still fucking rules. Yeah, it still rules, man. Rules. I still listen to it to this it's day. It's incredible.
1: And I remember she came over, and I was like, "You want your tape back, don't you?" And she was just like, "You can have it." And I was like, "Yes, yes, man. winning." Yeah, dude, that's like, awesome. Yeah, as a kid, I didn't have no money. I couldn't yeah. buy, you know. It's like <laughs> so that 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 album's just like does it for me man, yeah you know still to this day still it's it's to this fucking day incredible you rock put on and roll. appetite for destruction i'm down yeah you know? like, yeah
0: it's incredible i actually went and saw him recently in the last like couple of years or whatever i know they did like this giant world tour and it was it was awesome dude yeah it was badass
1: and steven adler's still the best drummer for them
0: <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> he definitely he definitely had a thing i mean that was that was that band you know yeah
1: man i mean he th- I, I wasn't in the band with them, so I don't, you know, that's their problem. But as far as being a fan, and it's like, you just, Stephen Adler was killing it, Yeah.
0: Man. Now, another, we were talking about uh, crazy autobiographies. I re- Al Jurgens from Ministry is crazy, but Stephen Adler's is as well. Yeah. That yeah. guy, I mean, went into like a coke-induced and Deuce stroke and was super fucked up yeah, for Coke, real and vodka. long time. I mean, man, I, I can imagine you got kicked
1: out of the biggest <laughs> band, band in the, the world yeah. at the time, you know. Might affect your... I mean dude, <laughs> Axel Rose was the reason why Adam Curry didn't do Headbangers Ball anymore. Yeah. Because Ricky Rottman was at the Cat House and he was friends with Axel and Axel said this guy wants to do it. So and then okay, like that's what <laughs> how MTV did it. It's like Axel W Rose told me that this guy wants to do it. So bye Adam
0: Curry. You Amazing. Know? Jesus Christ, dude. Uh, Well, we talked a little bit about about working and this and that and the other. You had mentioned that because you've been doing uh, bartending for quite some time, you have a crazy sleep schedule. But with recording this most recent record, you were tracking drums at like starting at 10 p.m. Yeah, man. Like your shift. You were like going in for a shift. Yeah, man. It was the best, (laughs) man. I was like, (laughs)
1: I, I'm, i like, seriously, like a vampire. If you, if you let me be on that schedule, I don't see sun too much. You know? Really? <laughs> if you see me in the morning, then it's not because I'm up, like, having coffee. It's because I'm still
0: up, dude. Right. Yeah. Uh, That's amazing. Yeah. And you felt like you were – do you feel like your performance benefited from being able to kind of work within your kind of time zone that you yeah. operate in? Yeah. I mean,
1: because when you want to come in and play, you know, right. I, I it's not like I've ever just, like – Given, think a sloppy performance on a record, no, you know yeah. what I mean? But when you want to, and you're like, I'm up, I'm aware, this is what I'm going to do when I go in and everything, you know, like I can hear the difference between the drumming on this new album and other albums, you know what I right. mean? Like it's way more upbeat, and I just remember the feel of it. So to me, it makes me feel like the drumming was better, that right? Way, you know,
0: right, right, right. I can see that. Yeah. Um, now, with doing vocals and playing drums in, like, bands prior to doing Black Tusk, had you done vocals in that band, or did you start when you Never. started doing Black Tusk?
1: Never. Okay. And, uh,
0: <laughs> um All
1: right. It's 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 weird, like, it's a hard thing to do, Yeah. you know, but now I can't imagine not doing it. Yeah. You know, it, it's automatic. It's nothing, but I remember first doing it and being like uh i can't sing here guys you know right like, yeah it's like <laughs> it's definitely something to get used to and i had never done it before they just andrew and athan had heard me just like singing or screaming or whatever yeah. and they were like man i like your voice like can you can you try to play and do it you know? right so, it yeah. usually
0: takes some coaxing if you had to do it on your own accord half the time it seems like it wouldn't happen but yeah with them saying yeah come on get up in it there yeah, you go yeah. boom it happened yep well, you mentioned uh, you mentioned Athon as well. Obviously, for those who don't know it, tragic uh, passing of him, uh, original member. It was a motorcycle accident.
1: Motorcycle accident. We actually, our merch girl Emily was in the accident with him. Oh man! And we still carry her with us to this day. You wow. know what I mean? Like she she rolls with us. You know, after she got at um, the hospital, you know, she was really messed up from the wreck. You know. Broke her pelvis and ribs and everything. Oh, Jesus. We were visiting her in, in the hospital too, you know, crazy shit going on. Yeah. And uh, when she got better and everything, you know, she was in a a slump as well. And, you know, we're like, you want to start traveling with us? So right. So, we, yeah, we still take her with us years, four, almost four years later. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm sure, assuming, you know, following that instance that there's clearly some uncertainty with the band and whatnot, but what was the process of then finding your new bass player or I shouldn't um, say new, yeah, but yeah, yeah, he's been in the band for quite some yeah, time. Yeah, but yeah. Um, he's kind of the new guy, I guess.
1: It, it, Corey is uh, you know, I knew him from Kyle Lessa, You know, okay. and he he was doing this other band called Niche that is nothing like Kyle Lessa or Black Tusk. you know, he's uh-huh. one of those people that can play anything to. Right. Um and uh, he was doing that band, but you know, they weren't really touring too much or anything and it was kinda like all right, we had a tour with black label society. That was within the next two months, and it was you know I don't know if it was a good, and we had another we had two tours that were set up when before right. the accident with Athon and they were big tours too yeah and I don't know if it was it might have been better that those tours were already set up because it Gave forced you the incentive, us to be yeah. like we got to make a decision and right. we gotta we gotta make it pretty quick For you sure. know what I mean so we talked to them. it seemed like a respectable someone that would respect Athon's old position, you know, came in, did the, did them play the songs like Athon did with his own little thing, you know, uh-huh. like, and, uh, it just worked, you know, and he was a Savannah person too. Yeah. So it wasn't like messing, you know, to me with an alien or something. Right. You know what I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. he knows how we roll. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. Nice. And then, obviously, I I don't think we... T- I think we talked about it before we actually hit the record button, but the, the new guitarist as well, guy that y'all worked with, and because of what y'all did sort of in the studio and how y'all layered the guitars on this record, which was the three you in the studio, you then thought maybe we can bring in an additional guitarist to get the bigger sound and kind of get closer to how maybe some of those sounds were on the record?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, And uh, it's just like a fuller sound on stage. Yeah. And like... Uh, Man, when you're on big stages, three people don't fill it up. Right. You know, like, it, <laughs> it, it looks Y'all better. just need to get fat, dude. Yeah, you know, and I try. <laughs> you know, like, I, I want to be fat. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> it, it just – it looks good across the stage. It, it makes me feel really comfortable yeah. having Andrew move to the middle uh-huh. and having cool, – and it's like my bros are everywhere, you know what I mean? <laughs> Let's, you know, Flanked like, by bros. Yeah, it's like I I, I love – like right when we did the first show, that I was like,
0: I don't want to go back to the old way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. yeah. So – well, with uh, with all the touring that you've done, uh, do you have any particular rituals? Uh, I like asking people that, because that, I've found that it was just hard to feel even remotely healthy whenever I was doing any kind of touring, just because it's just, it's kind of, as I described it, the going from drunk to hungover cycle for me. Oh, yeah, And then, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. just trying to <laughs> work that into a daily regimen and, like, God damn it. It's,
1: uh, <laughs> You get used you, to it, yeah. <laughs> you know, so maybe but, you didn't yeah. figure out anything in particular. You just yeah. figure you've been able to roll with I it. I mean, man, it, I take vitamins. Try to eat as well as I'm gonna eat. You know, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, we're not angels <laughs> by any means. You know, we we like to have fun to say the least. I don't know how much I can talk about that, but you know, <laughs> like, uh, so yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it, it comes with it. You know, like. uh if I ever feel any sort of judgment from another band member for being hungover or, you know, whatever I'm feeling that day, I go, hey, I forgot we're not in a rock and roll band. You right, know? Exactly. And, yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> of course, man. Like, what do you expect? Right. Uh, well, I'm well, living the life for the people that want to live it. Exactly. You know?
0: yeah. I'm into it. I'm into yeah. it. Uh, well, of, of the gigs that you played with Black Tusk, are there any particular ones that, that – uh, you feel were especially strange, or were just like equipment meltdowns? Because I've got a fucked up story for you. Uh, uh,
1: equipment meltdowns, <laughs> absolutely. Like Athon <clears throat> loved his Mesa Boogie. Yeah, you know, even he, he, you know, that was his thing and all that. But I mean, and they sound great. But I'd be damned if that thing didn't give him like so really? much problems. You know, um, other than. You know, just, like, uh, partying too much or anything. Guy, I, I uh, in Johnson City, Tennessee, one time, I completely blacked out before a show. Are you and, serious? Yeah, completely. Uh, supposedly, uh, <laughs> supposedly, I played the songs a lot slower than they were supposed to be played. And uh, every time we would get done with a song, I'd go, how are y'all doing out there? Like, like. <laughs> Hey! I had to, like, between every <laughs> every song was yeah, the new it, was every the first song. song. Yeah, it's like how y'all do. So yeah, wow. I uh, did not feel good the next day, and yeah, it's, but that's the that's the. I mean, I played definitely drinking before right but i had never not remembered a show and that's the only one that i can. yeah that's fucking crazy to this day do not remember ever playing that show and if somebody was there listening to this i'm sorry <laughs>
0: <laughs> holy shit man yeah. well i've got one and uh we all the members of my band we all do remember it but it just happened like two weeks ago we played up uh, at this club that we're not always the biggest fans up to begin with and it's had electrical problems previously yeah. we set up got everything set up Guitar amp won't turn on. Bass, it well they would power up. Couldn't get any sounds out of them. Man, we didn't play a single note, dude. We broke our shit down and left. That's the we didn't even play. It's, it's the worst, man. And I man, <laughs> what? The, it,
1: God, it's it's the most frustrating thing ever. It's it's highly embarrassing. Yeah. No matter any level you're at, even I think if the bigger you get, the worse it is. Oh yeah. But you know, we definitely everyone starts freaking out, and then you know, even if you do get it fixed. You're playing the whole time just going, please don't break. Please don't. You know then it's I in mean? your head, and then yeah, it's fucking yeah, you're with you. fucked up. The whole, yeah. the whole rest of the set, you're, you're fucked up. You know, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah.
0: Yeah, so that was a first for so me. I like
1: sticking to the old drums, no yeah. electric. I can see exactly what problems going on. Exactly, yeah, like, exactly. I hit it too hard. That's the problem. That's the yeah. problem.
0: I hear you, man. Yeah. So yeah, that was definitely a first to, to set up and not play a single note. And then then we have to repair some of our amps because of that. I was like, wow, yeah. talk about eating shit. I didn't play, so I didn't get paid. <laughs> right? And now I gotta.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> uh, uh, I understand. Holy moly, man. Well, uh, what else is going on in 2018 other than obviously wrapping up this tour? Uh, Y'all have got the one we talked about that y'all are going to be doing beyond that. I Um, mean, shit, does that take you pretty much out through 2018? 2018,
1: that'll pretty much be the end. Maybe a few flying festivals and then uh, Europe. Okay. In the spring of next year. Nice. Yeah.
0: Because, you know, you got to do the...
1: East Coast Touring, then the full U.S. Metal Alliance to cover that, and then right. you got to do the uh, European, you know? Yeah. So.
0: When, uh, of the places you've been in Europe, are there any ones in particular that you really enjoy playing or that you feel you're especially well-received? I love playing uh, Germany. That's what everybody says. I love playing That's, Germany, yeah. man. And Berlin
1: is an awesome place. Um that that's a catch twenty two because because it's so awesome we have a lot of fun there ah you know, can't yeah. self sabotage yeah yeah so we <laughs> usually wait uh, wait to after the set but yeah we always throw down in Berlin you know? I hear you so, yeah
0: that's awesome man yeah very cool well shit man I'm uh, looking forward to seeing y'all tonight psyched about y'all running uh, running around with whores uh, that the band that is yeah Not yeah just, yeah that's it's, awesome y'all just running around with some whores on yeah this tour, it, it right? said that last night in the green room it said whores the band you know right Right, exactly good clarification cool man well thanks for talking to me man and I look forward to catching up with y'all tonight and rocking
1: absolutely man thank you
0: All right, everybody thanks for tuning in thanks James for hanging and talking some shit be sure to check out Black Tusk check out that new record taking care of Black Tusk links and uh, descriptions and all that info will be in the description of this podcast Be sure to be on the lookout for them for the rest of this tour with whores and white nails, as well as on the metal Alliance tour picking up in November. We'll catch y'all on the next one, which will actually not be next Monday because that is a holiday and I'm going to be down in New Orleans, actually. It's a recurring theme with this. We'll catch you on the following Monday, not Labor Day. All right, y'all. Crush, bang, boom.